from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. Starting off with an uh. uh boy, the Toastmasters would be dropping nails in buckets if they heard me do that. <clears throat> uh, welcome, fellow Toastmasters. Uh, apparently, no one else here has been in uh, Toastmasters, but uh... I was already good at speeches. Oh, you were? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, used to be, not anymore. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, I you fell know, off. You're not even good at speaking anymore. That's why I didn't get a license. Or my certificate, sorry. Uh, I can throw one up for you. When are we gonna, They're not expensive. When are we going to see your face, Patrick? Patrick has been... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Patrick, you might be the main motivator in getting me back to the studio. I've been kind yeah, of you're lagging. welcome. I've been kind of lagging, but uh, I haven't seen you in so long. What if Patrick comes back to the studio wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, I'd rather have more one of those NBA masks. Like when they break their noses, the clear, clear mask. Yeah. The Hannibal faceplate. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. yeah. There you right. go. Unrelated, I did deliver that chandelier to the uh, to the place. I think it, it'll it should be there by now. It's like, you didn't say how I should deliver it. We are ruined, Andre. Ruined. That's what I remember from uh, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, how do we feel about Andrew Lloyd Webber? Um, How's, how does everybody feel about Andrew Lloyd Webber? Is everybody is everybody okay with Andrew Lloyd? Do, you, do they feel like it's, you know, do they feel like what is it? He's a bit too popular. Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. That's, the, no, least of, that's no, the least of his troubles. I have no opinion. I, have no, I, I just know. I just hate another, you know, another pretty boy just taking up a, a space for like great. Uh, I want to know what another. Uh, I, I have no opinion. That guy is. <laughs> Another, he, he, another pretty boy. Uh, every every picture I've ever seen of him could be accompanied by the you know uh, the caption "Toad of Toad Hall" behind a piano. There you go. There you go. That's right. That's right. Uh, I just do. I know that one song from uh, Phantom that the one that goes and then he goes like this Christine that's all I know oh oh of course the David Letterman special midnight and the kitties are sleeping I know that one I turned the plot of cats into a rhyming couplet which is all the cats get together because some are going to die so they strap one to a tire and shoot her to the sky hey very nice there you go very nice Shakespeare yeah, would doesn't, be proud. It doesn't take two and a half hours to watch either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. And thank you for not using the phrase "rum tum tugger." Thank you Jesus so much. Jesus Christ, that is the most uncomfortable name uh, in pop culture. Who's getting a tugger? Yeah. Oh, hey. way, that's ca- what it sounds like. It sounds like a porno title. The what cast, about Mephistopheles? The cast oh, today. Was there ever a cat so magical? <laughs> <laughs> was there? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, why am I in sepia tone? Is anyone else seeing this? I'm in sepia yeah. tone right now. That's, that's you really look like you're in Kansas, 1939. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, Justine is here today. Jake is here today. John is here today. Uh, Patrick's here today. And, of course, our special guest, 
uh, for this week's movie, uh, Steve O'Dockerson. Anita will be joining oh, us oh. Uh, momentarily. Oh, good. Yeah, she'll be here. Uh, you know, all the kids are here. The kids are all right. I'm all right. I don't mind. Are you singing Ken Loggins? Yeah. Kenny Loggins or the Beatles? Which is which? Where do I land? <laughs> that's a question for you. Oh my that's, god, that's a new question. Man. Yeah, we have that's, our that's a Mario question. <laughs> is your hatred for the Beatles so deep <laughs> that you would elevate any <laughs> Kenny Loggins? <laughs> I knew a guy who uh, knew Kenny Loggins personally, and would yeah. work it into a conversation as uh, whenever he could. But he would say Ken, say my buddy Ken. <laughs> Ken Loggins. Um, it was almost like he, a, um, it was almost, almost like a, time he went to the bathroom. Would he say he's got to go drop Kenny Loggins off at the pool? <laughs> we called it the danger zone. Hey, highway hey, hey, uh, to the danger zone. In what he's context? Going over to this Pooh Corner. Hey, that's another Kenny Loggins. Uh, Ken, Ken Loggins. We was famous for what? I'm all right. Uh, danger zone movies that songs that were used in '80s movies. That's basically what. <laughs> What else did he go? Yeah. Oh, Footloose. Flash, Didn't flash he do dance, Footloose? Right? Didn't he do Footloose? Is that Ken Loggins? It sounds like him. Somebody check. <laughs> Maybe. Look, it's got to be. Think about what that sounds loose. like. That's got to be Ken Loggins. Footloose. Yeah, I see this. Yep, song by Ken Loggins. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. as such, uh, as such hits as Footloose, Danger Zone, Meet Me Halfway. Uh, I'm free. I'm all right. Playing with the boys. Danny's song. And this is it. Oh, well, that was also with uh, Sir Jim Messina. Let's not. He did Danny's song with Sir Jim Messina, I believe. Loggins and Loggins Messina. Loggins and Messina. That's right. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Also, he's not. A, he's not. A, he wasn't knighted. Well, no, but in your mind, he is. Always. If someone's not knighted, I refer to them as the great warrior poet, whoever. Like, <laughs> the great. <laughs> Thanks, thanks to MST3K, my brain is ruined with funny man Maya Angelou. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I always say... I, I have don't... her Calypso album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's real good. It's real good. It is better than, uh, surprise, surprise, Robert Mitchum's uh, Calypso album. Mm. Uh, Calypso what... is like so. <laughs> what was what was Robert Mitchum's uh, uh, Calypso album called? Calypso is like so, yeah. I, Letterman used to play stuff off of that. Wow. I don't know. Why was Robert Mitchum doing a Calypso album? Because <laughs> he was high. Yeah, he's just high as F. He was smoking marijuana. Him and Gene Krupa yeah. were passing the joints back and forth. That's, that's right. They're both like, you know, we both got a raw deal. Yeah, right. One day Arnold Schwarzenegger will make a movie about this. But for now, mm. pass the J. But for now. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jake's back. Jake's usually usual Wednesday. Wednesday internet troubles. And yes, Patrick, I reset my router and I reset my router and my modem last night. Last night? Yeah. Last night's the problem. You got to do it today. Oh, my God. Stay up, man. Damn. Right before you go to air, reboot everything. Got to get some education about yeah. it. You think Steve-O's sitting there? Education. You, don't think, you think Steve-O's sitting there in Florida? You don't think he's rebooted his router 14 times before he started the show just to make sure everything was going to go well? I, I did that. I flossed. I used a special um, uh, mouth rinse. I did everything. Oh, a nice special mouth rinse. You uh, do that yeah. tongue scraper? 
tongue scraper. Tongue scraper. Oh, Justine, what do you got? What are you, you're putting stuff above? Are you uh, you reorganizing shelf space? What's going on? What you could see me? Yeah, yeah. I can see <laughs> <you>. <laughs> hey. I'm not doing anything. I'm just waiting. Just turn sitting the, here. Say, uh, turn say, the, Justine, what are you doing there? Turn, what, that, you can see turn me? that camera back on so we can see that Jedi, uh, that Padawan uh, ponytail, that, that <laughs> Padawan braid you got going on there. How do you feel? Good. What you you can see me? You, oh, you even I just noticed you put the hair in the back. You have it like an Obi Wan style. Because I don't have, I can't do a little ponytail, but I'll try. Obi Wan, Obi Wan. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. I'm flowers. Hello there. Oh, the officers will not work with the enlisted men. <laughs> Progressively more drunk as the sentence goes on. Audience, only you can go to. We are British. We shall build the bridge properly. Mm-hmm. I knew your parents. They were both extraordinary. Yeah, your father was the best staff I, uh, I was ever held in a prisoner of war camp in Burma with. Oh. He was slain by Darth Vader. Oh. From now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go and rob an old lady for, with terrible teeth. For, oh, that's right. The lady killers. From a certain point of view. Ooh. You know what would be great is after he, he, uh, after he shuts down the Death Star, he could go, oh, God, what have I done? Right. <laughs> oh, God. What have I done? He just, he just falls on the switch. You know? <laughs> what would have been great is if they would have put him in stunt casting. You throw him in Great Escape as the cooler king. And he's throwing he's throwing a cricket ball against the thing. The real cooler king, yeah. That's right, yes. I'm the original cooler king. He was knighted, by the way, Alec Guinness. That wasn't that wasn't. Oh yeah, that yeah, he was Sir Alec Guinness. That's right. Yeah, that's the story. Uh, Mark Hamill was calling him Sir Alec. He's like, you can cut out the Sir stuff. <laughs> Just call me Alec. Right. And I think Mark Hamill said, "What do you want me to call you, Big Al?" And uh, he's all, no, you can call me sir. Call me sir. Yes. Uh, I do know that Alec Guinness, uh, speaking since it's uh, May 4th, this will release on May 4th. Mm. Uh, Harrison Ford told the story that Alec Guinness is the one that told him, uh, don't take, uh, um, don't take the money up front, take a cut of the movie, take a portion mm. of the receipts, which is what Alec Guinness did. And Harrison Ford was the only one of the main cast, that, well, aside from Alec Guinness, to do it. And he got, Smart. Uh, he, got, uh, he was rich beyond the dreams of avarice. So there you go. All right. Welcome. It's, uh, it's another week, exciting podcast week. Uh, Jake is eating something. Justine is eating something. And uh, John is eating something. Uh, I mean, I could. I'm also eating, eating something. something. Uh, Steve-O and I, being professional podcasters, have... Uh, did that before, and so we're ready to go. Let's get ready for professional broadcasting. That's right. That's what we do. Okay. Yep. Hob the Troll. Mm-hmm. You think Hob the Troll goes to uh, goes to the mic with a mouthful of... Uh, of um, Popcorn? Of roots. No, he goes to the mic with a mouthful of false teeth. They're not mm-hmm. false. False? They're not How false. How dare you? That's right. Well, you think there's CGI speaking. involved? My goodness. No. Relatively speaking. I thank you. Can you do the Hob the Troll voice for us just real quick? Wow. Wow. Whoa. Oh, that's, I'm so sorry. That is, is just. That, wow. He hasn't been paid to do it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on now. What are you going to be like? Dance, it's, monkey. 
It's currently a writer's strike. I, ah. I, am, I am a performer <laughs> Good as for well. you. Good I'm for a you. As well as that. Okay. Good for you. I just wanted to say that we had Hob the Troll on as a special guest. How's it going, you yeah. guys? You guys hang it out? <laughs> you talk about Star Wars? <laughs> Where, what was the origin of the uh, of the Hob the Troll voice, uh, Steve-O? Sure, we can talk about that. Yeah, I, uh, so I would wear the teeth, and what happens is it brings my jaw. The first time I made them, um, it just brought my jaw a little bit ahead. And if you start with that, you can feel where your voice is a little different. Yes. And if everyone's doing it at home. Yes. And then if yes. you just try yes. to sing yes. with it. Yes. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's from there. And, uh, night, the kitties are asleep. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very reminiscent to me. Uh, it's very reminiscent, reminiscent of Brack from Space Ghost. Uh, I, I hear a lot of similarities with Brack. Oh, that's right, man. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I've, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that before. And people have been like, oh, you're just ripping off. Like, it's, it's, it's me. Like, the teeth are doing a lot of the work. And I'm just trying to be loud. And also, if I sing in a higher register, um, after a day of uh, a day, uh, a weekend of scream singing, I can still have my regular right. uh, speaking voice. Right after, right. Um, it sounds yeah, great. It's it's a combination of that. It's a combination of like I I would really like when um, uh, Martin Short doing Jiminy Glick, just the highs and lows, and just. Going low. You oh, know, I, yeah. I always thought that that was super interesting, and it was also just a way to help, you know, me talk for hours on end mm-hmm. in that in that voice. Love it. Yeah. Uh, one of my all-time favorite quotes from Steve-O, I think it was the first time you were on the show, we were discussing your first, uh, you know, your first few performances as Hob, Hob the Troll, and you said you got a real big kick out of people of the idea of people walking into a Renaissance festival and, and saying out loud, is that troll playing whipping post? I, I always thought that was really yeah. good. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, there's, I like being at events where it's just like, there's somebody who's not, who doesn't want to be there. Right. And they're not really into what, and I want to just offer them an alternative, like, hey, we all know this is silly. Let's just have fun. I love like, that. I love it's okay, that. It's okay to have fun. We're going to have fun. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so don't be don't be a purist. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody's going to walk in with a, with a character that they have in mind to dress to the nines. Right. Yeah. Some people are just some people pretending are just... that their real that their that their real selves doesn't exist for a day. Now. Conversely, uh, there's a, a different festival at work, um, not as Hob, um, where I am uh, this year. I'm, I am I played it last year as the pamphlets here. Uh, um, this year I'm playing uh, the sheriff. And that one I am going to try to do, you know, be a lot more historically accurate and all that stuff, because that is the show. That is the right. show, what we're doing. I want to, uh, you know, do a good job. And uh, I'm still going to turn up the the Peter Ustinov knob. Oh, let's hear just, it. Ooh, <laughs> it was very much yes. Ooh. Oh, very nice. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel hissing his. Uh, 
uh, you should do the man who would be king of the popes from uh, SCTV. <laughs> that, uh, that's a great place to get. To. I want to be king, 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 king. <laughs> I want to be king. Yes. Royston Dagenus, Sheriff of Warwick. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you could be. Uh, you could be a, 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 like one of the uh, the. the uh, I can't think of the name. One of the the counselors on on Naboo, almost. Uh, for, oh, I forgot that Terrence Stamp was in there. That's as right. That cameo. That's right. He's just Boy, like. If you, but if, if you blink, you miss him. You know? Yeah. Like, let's let's get let's get Terrence Stamp to to stand in a green booth for half a day, and uh, I wonder why wave they, a camera I wonder why they bothered. Him. I wonder why they bothered. If there's more on the uh, cutting room floor or something. Oh, there's a lot on the cutting room floor. Because it seems like anybody could have done what he did, you know. <laughs> well, that's also that's need. also all of like this was um so I watched this on physical media uh and I'm going through my old uh what what, what are you laughing at? What are you pointing at? What's happening? <laughs> Justine did a costume change. I don't know if you guys noticed. Oh, she is now much more Jedi appropriate. That's good. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to interrupt your story. I'm going to take a photo of the screenshot of that. But go right ahead, uh, Steve. With you, you were saying, smile, Justine. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, I was just posing. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I got to get a little. Okay, perfect. Um, you guys look like the Brady Bunch heads. Um, ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba. here's the story. Uh, lovely, lovely Padawan. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I derailed you. I was distracted, Stevo. I was looking at the. Uh, I was looking at the, what Justine just did there. Yeah. I apologize. We're talking about Terrence Stamp. <laughs> oh, yeah, you said uh, physical media. Oh, You're watching on yes, physical yes. media. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, you all of the ghosts, like all of the ghosts of. of People listening to the podcast who are yelling at their phone. Um, yeah. Uh, bonus disc. Bonus disc, bonus disc, bonus disc. I almost, mm. you know, pulled this up to, um, like, looked at the bonus disc and watched some features. But I'm like, after watching the movie, I'm like, no, we're good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point. That was the whole story yeah. was to slam the, the yeah. Star Wars. Slam it's, the Wars. I love the production design. We're going to get into that. Of, of, of Star Wars just in general. But it's just like, oh, it, it you, you decided to, you know, come up with a backstory of the kind of silverware they use. But God forbid you, uh, you know, cut out an unnecessary plot and whatever and just, all right, yeah, we're going to, yeah. Save it for the show. I'm a fan of, yeah. this isn't the show? No. Whatever do you mean, Steve? This is the pre the show which is already in progress. Welcome to we the, now uh, we join the show which is already in progress. Yeah, welcome to the okay. welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Are you saying are you saying every not every plot point of episode one was uh, necessary or even important? Not to put too fine a point on it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is you're talking about. If we're just if we're just straight up going into it, like this isn't a movie, it's a toy commercial. Just like all of the Star Wars movies are toy commercials. That's what they are. 
they're good toy commercials. They're toy commercials with a lot of. Um, Would I buy this uh, as a toy commercial? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, these yeah. just pulls out yes. ten of them. It's like, oh, these. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Justine's all. You take that back. Hey, look, this turns on and makes a noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like. I was working at um, I was working at Suncoast Video when this movie came out. Suncoast Whoa, there's Video. The, there's a name from uh-huh. the past. <laughs> yeah, in a mall. Yeah, and uh, in they ha- a mall. We had, we had all sorts of stuff that was just like, you know, um, very important uh, merchandising. And the thing I remember most of all was the Star Wars Naboo answering machine. Yes. And I sent you. I sent that to you. If you want, if you uh, you want to throw that in a, oh, I got a link it. somewhere. I got it. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, it's it's an answering machine that has it. It is shaped like that that super shiny spaceship they just parked on a very hot sandy planet with no problems. They're like, we got no, we got no power uh, for the engines. Well. You're also running the AC, I imagine. Very, uh, very, very. Hello, Anita. Hello, Anita. Hello there. Hi, Anita. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to the dark side. Hello there. Hello. 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 Hey, that was really good, Jake. (laughs) Had to do that. Boy, that was great. Oh, you know, just lots of uh, lots of time alone as a child. And, okay, uh, now do him, do him, now do him is do him is Roger Miller. <laughs> I couldn't even, even tell. Little, 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 little. Oh, here it goes. Here we go. Trying to think of the words. Oh, me and Martha Manu walking down the forest <laughs> trying to figure out what the hell Martha Manu is. All right, that's all I got. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Yeah. Dang me. Dang me. Man, that is a terrible that is a terrible Disney movie. I'll tell you that right there. Hey. Uh, it's god awful. It's they uh, only they It's only a toy commercial. A hundred times it, more than I'll I'll, I'll watch uh, is, a, a Star Wars. It is a toy mm-hmm. it is a toy commercial. And they only reuse half of the cells, okay? Yeah. Well, at this point, they're recycling voices, they're recycling body design, you know. Hey, how about another bear? How about another lion? Right. How about another snake? It's like, all right, we already got all this snake animation from Jungle Book. Yeah, they just, just take everything a, from Jungle Book and, and lay the Robin. Yeah, just put a cloak on him. However, you do get Peter Ustinoff <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> Love it. And I think is what, Prince John? Is he playing the... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, he's playing Prince John. I'm going to have to watch it again. I know that uh, Terry Thomas as Sir Hiss. That's right. I I think that's like the last one with the nine old men or any yeah. trace of the nine old all men together, on all it. Together, yeah. yeah. After you know anything that looked like the old Disney, that's probably the. What last, about the, the Aristocats? Uh, that was before uh, Robin Hood. Was it? Mm. Was it? I love the Aristocats. I think, I yeah, Aristocats so. is the last one that, that Walt actually signed off on, mm. like on his deathbed. <laughs> it's like. He really should have, you know, he really should have spent 
time with his family instead of just <laughs> signing off on movies. Exactly. <laughs> hey. Exactly. Up. Like wow. what was his last? What was the last thing? His last words or the last? Engage the cryosphere. The last thing he Richard said was Kurt Russell. <laughs> they're, like, they're like they're like what? Robin Hood was 1973. <laughs> yeah, Steve, you ever you ever heard that story? He writes something down right before he dies. He writes down Kurt Russell, and they're like what? What? What should we do? <laughs> like, wow! You didn't say goodbye to your daughter. You're writing down Kurt Russell. You've got an idea. No, for a it movie? was. What it wasn't the about? last thing he wrote down. It was the last note he found. They found in his office. Oh, so he, well, there you go. He wasn't there on his go. deathbed, but he was. His last day in his office, right. he was. He left a bunch of notes, and the last thing he wrote on a notepad was Kurt Russell. Okay, there you go. That's still kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I once not- bought uh, on eBay um, the uh, the last dying breath of Tennessee Ernie Ford in a Coke bottle. I thought I was buying something else. Hey, what does that Hey-o. mean? <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a twelve inch pianist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got the. It was the wrong. It was the. It was wrong a different. Thing. It was a different Ford. It was a different Ford. <laughs> um, and those of you uh, who are I Love Lucy fans, of course, you all, we all know Tennessee Ernie Ford. <laughs> Um, you know, he uh, had that vamp me again, city woman, uh, vamp me again, wicked city woman, uh, pomade. Hold on a second, everybody. Hold the fuck. Anita, are you okay? You look in distress. She's working. <laughs> I'm trying to get these people to leave me alone. Uh, wow. What's that? Do what every good boss does. Tell him to fuck off. <laughs> Who only will like, I have a life. Okay. Listen, you listen, guys. We have to set. You have to set that. It's work. All about work-life balance, and that is what Severance is about. This this portion of the podcast is brought to you by the television show Severance, starring Adam Scott, Christopher Walken, John Turturro on Apple TV. Hey, Justine really does have the Padawan. Uh tail in the back mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think I, I was, what, you think we were kidding i kind of thought you were i thought you were joking i'm looking she really has it she has the uh the little jedi tail there i comb my hair for you yeah she looks like a little, <laughs> she looks like a little paddle that's a, boy that's a lyric right there i comb my hair for you i do anything for you oh that's a that's an andrew lloyd weber uh lyric. yes the, the music I, of the night i don't I remember my who hair. said it i don't remember who said it somebody said that Andrew Lloyd Webber writes songs the the way you say them is the way they should be sung. So like mm. the Phantom of the Opera is here. Like that's the way he writes his music. So right, no melody. Yeah, that's the that's the dirty little secret. There is no melody. Yeah, there's nothing you can hum in a typical Andrew Lloyd. Webber what are you talking about? <laughs> Midnight and the kitties are sleeping. Yeah, maybe da-dee, one, da-dee, one yeah, more out of all the stuff he's written. Maybe one more you could hum or whistle. Starlight Express. Go ahead. Go ahead. I like chicken. I like liver. There you go. Please deliver. See, that guy's got a better sense of melody than Andrew Lloyd Webber. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There you go. About a million toys that I can play with. From bikes to go. trains to video games, it's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz, I don't want to grow up, because baby, if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. There you go. Um, that, um, and therein lies the marketing of Star Wars. <laughs> Bring nice it full circle. Uh, well, so I was talking, uh, April yeah. came into to the, war, to the room, and, and she said, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Why is why is there 
this on the TV. And I said, it's for, it's for the podcast. For some I'm watching homework. episode one. And she said, what's a podcast? podcast. <laughs> I mean, I had my own for, for several years. So she asked that constantly. Um, <laughs> but it break. We, we were talking about, we were talking about it and there's a line in in train spotting that I, I know in the book, I don't know in the movie, uh, but they talk about like your first time with heroin. It's like the best thing ever. And it's <laughs> you're constantly chasing that as an addict. Chasing with and dragons. I really. Uh, yes. And I really feel that a lot of Star Wars is that. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yes. You're right. And it's yeah. and they know it. And so it doesn't have to be good because they know that people people are going to line up for it. I'm going to listen. I go, I, I go, we're going to get into this movie. Now that Anita's here, I wanted to wait. We were, this is all stalling waiting for Anita to get here, but I also wanted us to be warmed up. So you basically, you guys have sat, those of you in the audience have sat through our usual warm up BS. I apologize. It was this, 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 uh, this, uh, the, the show so far was much like the earth, uh, in the early days of Earth, uh, without form and without mm-hmm. uh, in, in void, but now it's starting to take shape. And now, through the primordial ooze, we will uh, review uh, *Phantom Menace* Star Wars Episode One in honor of Star Wars Day, uh, because of Justine who called it out. Uh, we were going to watch *Blade* today. Now she's wearing her uh, her uh, Rebel Alliance pilot. Uh, she's going to change costumes every ten minutes. Yeah, I think. It's great. <laughs> this is my outfit for tomorrow. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And I have like the pants and everything. If I wore that, I'd look like Ooh. Porkins. I'd look like Porkins. I got a problem here. <laughs> Porkins died because he's uh, fat. Poor Porkins. All right. Because he was fat. Uh, but, he had uh, to die. I think it's fat. hilarious that you waited for the person who didn't watch any Star Wars movies until their 30s. Right. But you, that's, why, that's exactly why I want your opinion. <laughs> because you don't have the baggage that the rest of us carry with this. With these movies, bingo. So that's why I wanted your bingo. Opinion. Um, fresh eyes, fresh eyes, uh, fresh eyes. Uh, clear hearts can't lose. Uh, of course, that's the famous thing uh, from another show that tanked during the uh, the writer strike, but then came back strongly. Um, but Steve, I I am hot and cold on this movie. I'm in and out and out. I'm up and I'm down. I'm hot and I'm cold on this movie. Uh, we'll see where I land on it, and I may agree with you. I may disagree with you. But we're going to have to wait until we dive into Phantom Menace from 1999. Patrick, take it away. All righty. Phantom Menace released on May 19th, 1999, directed by George Lucas, as well as written by George Lucas. Got a 6.5 on IMDb, a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. With a budget of $115 million grossed worldwide. What? Jake. Uh, I mean, this was the first Star Wars movie that came out a long time since then uh, for them. Uh, yeah, what was it, 17 $300 million. Years. Oh, no, 17. Yeah, it's almost 17 years. What, how much? Three, $300 million. Anita? Oh, Anita. Sorry, what did it cost? I missed it. $115 million. Anita. Oh, wow. Oh, um, Anita. Say, I feel something. What's you feel? What's that you feel, Heat? Roy, the Heat? No. 
375. Snake Jake. I like it. Justine. <laughs> how much how much was Armageddon last week? Doesn't matter. We're talking about this week. No, I think that's very pertinent. <laughs> actually. It made mm. it it made half a billion. Mm. That's right. It was like five hundred something, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give it four thirty. Uh, Stavros, would you like to? Uh, would you like to take a guess? Yeah, I'll say. Uh, I'll I'll say uh, six hundred. Six hundred. Six hundred million. John Sandy. Dollars. I think. I, I think Stevo's <laughs> heading in the right direction. Um, I'll say like six twenty. I'm gonna say nine hundred because this made nine hundred million. This made close to a billion, if I remember correctly. Um, as the first Star Wars film to be seen in almost twenty twenty five years, right? Twenty I years. Think that's what it, 20, twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this grossed just over one billion dollars. Holy shit! Oh. It's like uh, a billion twenty seven million. It's nuts. so was that that was like worldwide? Is that in like in the first release then? Yes, worldwide. First release. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, this was a smash success uh, uh, in the box office. Everybody went to see it multiple times. It's a lot like, of toys. The movie was, it's a lot of toys are uh, selling. It's, it made trillions of dollars in the toy market. I invite, How about that? So I invite that's all crazy. Of, uh, Billy. I invite all Billy. of the haters to suck it because <laughs> nothing negates your opinions more than money. Money, money, money. That's right. Cold, yep. hard 6. cash. 51% don't mean shit if it's got a billion in the bank, baby. Nickels, nickels, nickels. Money, money, yes, money. Um, was this the first time people like really started lining up for movies? No. No. <laughs> they were doing that for Jaws. I remember Jaws around the block for uh, Exorcist and Jaws. Yeah, no, this isn't the first time. But camping out, I think Star Wars is the first time people were camping out overnight for overnight. For yeah, what yeah. Star Wars yeah. did for, as far as what, what Star Wars did, it had happened before, like John said, with the Exorcist, with um, Jaws. With Jaws. For sure. yeah. But what Star Wars proved was that after the success of Star Wars, when Empire came out, you could do this on a regular basis. That's what Star Wars proved that you could put out. Uh, movies that people would line up for on a regular basis. It wasn't just, you know, and after this, you started getting people line up for things like E.T., you know, Indiana Jones, all those movies started to become events. And that's really like, they say that like, you know, Jaws really birthed the summer blockbuster, but I think that Star Wars kind of gave it legs, you know, to where it was like the every, every summer. Go ahead, John. John froze. John froze. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you interrupt daddy. And uh, let's just take let's take that as a lesson. Okay. Damn. You wait. Damn. To- <laughs> I kid. Damn. I kid because I love. I kid because I love. Wow. Yep. Don't interrupt daddy. But look at look on his face. He does Stop. look. Look, he, he looks like he just—he looks like he got in trouble for interrupting look, Daddy. Like look, oh, I'm sorry. He looks hurt, to be I'm honest. Just John Sandy. Yeah, he looks like somebody in a Star Wars movie who has the bad news. Sir, the Empire has tracked us down. Look at him, sir. The Empire knows our location. I wonder if you he can hear oh us. Sorry, the Empire. 
<laughs> Sir, the Empire knows our location. John's gonna listen back to this and be like, "What a bunch of assholes!" I gotta get a picture. I gotta get a picture of. Oh, it John Sandy, are you back, honey? There he is, and oh. he's back. He's muted. You're muted, John. You're muted. Am I the only one that dropped out? Yes. Yes. And that's correct. I wonder. You know, I didn't. I wasn't. It's weird. I wasn't touching. I wasn't touching no, the phone. Just, I wonder just, why it, it might be your internet. You might be your internet connection. Uh, but that's what happens Did when you, you interrupt Jake Router. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I blame it on Jake. I, I, blame, I blame it on Jake's router. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was weird. I wasn't even touching it. I wonder what happened. No, it's the internet connection. Um, you don't have to touch it. It can just go out. Mm, okay. We got to get you. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, you know, I was going to say the other thing was that um, with Jaws and Star Wars, they'd never seen a thing where people would go back and see a movie like 10 times in the same you know, that was kind of a new, the producers like scratching their heads, like, wow, this per, this kid went like every day of the week and saw this thing like 10 times in one week. That was kind of a new thing. Like, really? What? Wow. A movie where you get repeated viewings on the first, you know, the first uh, release, you know. Yeah, the first run. I love it. Yeah, this is when they stopped letting you stay in the theater uh, to watch the movie again. They kicked you out. That's right. Mario, do you remember those days where you could just stay and watch it again and nobody would care? No, but my brothers did, and I would tell me about that. that was, yeah, Star Wars was the one that you just start to sit there and watch. They, you know, you go see like Dumbo or something. Just stay. You just stay all day when you were a kid. You just stay all day. You know, watch the whole thing over again. I still stayed all day, but I mean, it was illegal when I did it. Um. <laughs> well, they, what I remember with Star Wars, the first Star Wars, they started like they turned up the lights. They started looking down all the aisles. It's like, okay, you gotta go. You can't yeah, stay. And you hit out in the bathroom <laughs> like an American. Uh, there you go, like an American, <laughs> like a good American. Uh, and also, it, it killed the double feature too. You know, you used to get uh, two movies, and that just the Jaws and Star Wars killed the double feature. Like, nope, we need to show this as many times as possible in in one one twenty four hour period. Right. You know? well, sorry, three days of the Condor. Uh, it's a no new Christina era Ricci now. double features anymore. No more, unless you're at a drive through. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. A drive in, you still get the double features. Yeah. No, when I say drive through, drive What's, in. Drive in. What's drive the through. biggest crime you guys have ever done at a movie theater? The biggest oh, crime movie yeah. theater. Yeah. Um, I once. What crimes well, can you do in a movie theater? That's <laughs> not to discuss it in public. Well, well, Joe Joe Dante said he somebody got like knifed. He was watching a movie in a really bad theater. Somebody got killed in the front row while he's watching the movie. You know, that's the sort of thing that can happen well, in a movie. Well, theater. to a movie theater because I used to like I've snuck so much food into movie theaters, you guys. Oh, I. Have, oh. That's not even I also let so many people in, you know, and just uh -oh. like go out to the, um, you know, go out to the exit and let people in and just. Uh, well, I once, you well, know, I once organized a prison break via my telephone, but I wasn't actually in the movie theater. I was in the lobby. I was in the lobby. That's a pretty big crime. Yeah. That's a big crime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Uh no, the, I have never committed a crime in a. I am such an upstanding citizen. So uh, just me, okay. I've never, I've never snuck food in. I've never gone to maybe see Godzilla again. Uh, and and I've, 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 like, okay. I used to not only like let people in, but I would, hey, I would. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna sound grosser than it is. I used to hang out the bathroom. Uh, between things, and then just go back in and see the other, like another movie. Yeah, for well, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember the first time. Um, 
I mean, the first time we stuck in a movie with my wife, it was so cute because she was like, oh, my God, we're really doing this? I'm like, yeah, let's go in. The movie's starting right yeah. now. Let's walk into somebody in there. Can we do that? I'm like, technically, no, but let's do it. And uh, she was so giddy. She was so giddy that we were, like, pulling off this. It, it's easier to do with the multiplexes. You know, right. it's harder to do mm-hmm. it before. And right. With yeah. the multiplexes, you can just sort of, like, wander out and just wander into the next movie theater. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You think some, some minimum wage kid is going to kick you out? They don't care. As long as the theater's <laughs> not full, they don't care. What do they care? Um, the one of the first dates April and I were on. We um, we went to the movies, and I go and I uh, <laughs> um, I I I'm like, you want popcorn? She's like, yeah. And I said, hold on. And I go to the garbage, and I pick up a box, oh and I empty it out, and I take out my uh, sanitary wipe, and I clean up the tub, and I bring it there, and uh, she's like, oh oh wow. I'm like, yeah. We don't have to pay for popcorn. <laughs> they have free refills here. And did you say, my, you're resourceful. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very resourceful. And that's why you're married. See, You liquidated yeah. the popcorn. You, 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 know how to, you know how to romance a girl, Steve. Hey, she married me, didn't she? That's right. I'm saying. I guess it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Who are we to judge? Who are you to judge? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, come on. We've all eaten pizza from a trash can before. Yeah. Come no. On. No. <laughs> I just ate ranch from a trash can. So, see. Uh, come on, Patrick. You ate ranch from a trash can. Explain yourself. <laughs> I you see, Patrick will. Wingstop Ranch. Right? And then we got pizza that, mm. that later that evening. And I was like, shit. And I was like, let me just check on it. Hey, and so let me, let me it tell, had the lid on it and everything. And mm-hmm. so I took it out and I ate it. Hey, let me tell Jen, <laughs> let me tell you millennials something. Pizza does not go on ranch. You don't dunk it. Pizza is pizza. Not everything needs ranch. <laughs> I agree to that. Um, yeah. How about tacos? How about, how about oh, tacos? God, this, uh, generations obsession with ranch so dressing. It's ranch. a dressing. It goes on salad. Salad dressing. <laughs> yeah. And on your fries, no. You dip your crust no. in it when you're no. done with the slice of no, pizza. No, you animals. No. I want pizza Bad now. dogs. No. No. And don't, pizza. Pizza. no. And don't forget ta- and don't forget tacos. No. No. Yeah, no. Tacos. I, 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 bad dog. Bad dog. <laughs> and Cheetos. Do you know the thing that I never put ranch on? Salad. My salad. salad. I hate <laughs> ranch on my salad. I just That's don't crazy. eat salad. That'll just, you know. Yeah, that, you, really you, can't, the... you can't make this stuff up. Bad ranch dog. Ranch is a condiment, not a dressing. Bad yes, Jake. Do- bad yes. dogs. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. It's a whole generation. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a whole generation that does it too. There's no. I feel like such an old person when I talk. No, nope. but We're you all so do resourceful. it. Resourceful, but you all do it. Very resourceful. <laughs> yeah. It's not resourceful. You also... when you, it's not resourceful when you use one thing for everything. That's not being resourceful. No, it's. <laughs> 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 it's lazy. That's yeah. That's laziness. <laughs> that's just. Oh my god. I, was, I get so angry about ranch dressing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry we can't make our own demi glaze for every little thing or make our own. Oh, it's own a generational thing now. 
Uh, it's, oh, the boomers ruined everything. The boomers ruined sauces for us. <laughs> the boomers ruined sauces for us. We can't. Yeah, nope, can't do it now. We can't have ketchup. God forbid we have ketchup. Like good Americans. How about, how about mayonnaise on French fries? We're not Dutch. <laughs> We're not no, Dutch. you get out of here. No, no you get out of here. I love mayonnaise on French fries. How about how about well, how about no mayonnaise at all? How about that? Mm, I'm a, I'm on board with no thank mayonnaise. Thank you, Steve. I'll take I hate when aioli, people say like, "Oh, it's yeah, aioli." No, it's mayonnaise. It's yeah, it's mayonnaise <laughs> that you poured some some garlic salt on. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I interrupt this for very briefly and talk about uh, the uh, the hot peppers that I've been currently growing? You did. You told us about this last time. Yeah. Please give us an update. I How made so I the red savina. I put those out, and my God, they are. It's I'm, I'm they're I'm full so of stars. Pleased. My it, God, yeah, they're very very good. Two thumbs up. Good job. We'll grow again. All right. You need to have a taste. What's the, give us the flavor profile. Um, so the, it's a lot more, um, citrusy than I thought. All right. And it's, it's hot, but it's not like, um, it, it, it's not painful hot. It's just like, this is, this is spicy. It is is habanero hot. Maybe it's, it's, it's like, it's like I put too much habanero on this. That's, that's what it tastes like. It's like, I put three, Habanero. I only needed one. Okay, uh, but bad. it's got a, a heat to it that's that's also kind of uh, uh, tasty. Not unlike yes. not unlike the, the heat between say a Kermit and this piggy, like that kind of right. Thing. Yeah, which right. I'm going to bring this back to Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> the the DVD of the the what is it, the second one uh, the, Attack of the Clones or the fifth or the fifth. Yeah, there's an animator. Talking to Lucas and Frank Oz, and they're talking about how Yoda is fighting, and it's Frank Oz saying, "Like, yeah, when I was uh, puppeteering him, um, uh, you know, his ears wiggled around. They were kind of like a like a pig, uh, pig's ears." And then uh, George Lucas says, "Yeah, but I I want him jumping around like a frog," and they say, "Yeah, it's like if a frog and a pig had a baby." Oh, that is the design of Yoda, you guys. It's 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 Yoda. Yoda equals Miss Piggy and Kermit having a kid. A love child. There you go. Mm. A love child. Mm. Even the voice is mm. kind of a mix Hello. between mm. Kermit and Miss Piggy. <laughs> Yoda, you see Yoda. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, he's Grover. You, you, you. <laughs> I always thought I always thought he sounded like Grover. Yeah, yeah he's Grover. Would you like a hamburger, sir? Mm-hmm. I eat many things to many people. Mm-hmm. There you go. Poor Grover. He always yeah. had to be a. He always had the most menial of jobs. Grover. He was I mean, the he was a superhero. Worker. He was he was covering his, uh, his tracks. There. Man, Grover was my favorite. I don't care what anyone says. Grover yeah. was my favorite. Elmo can suck it. Okay, sorry, millennials. Well, you were a lot older when Elmo came out. So, yep. yeah. you are already old. That's the way I talk about the Star Wars trilogy. You guys merely adopted Star Wars. I was born into it, molded mm-hmm. by it. I didn't mm-hmm. see the prequels until but I was already then, a man. You guys were complaining about it. I yes, mean, so, you guys have never been happy with it. What are you that, like, about? no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars. I love the Wars. Oh, it, no. It, I think we started complaining. Speaking for myself, I didn't start complaining until Return of the Jedi. And then once I saw the prequels, I realized Return of the Jedi wasn't half bad. You know? See, but so. that's 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 the thing. And you've got you've got the the first three that came out, and people are like, oh, I like this 
one, the second was not good. I don't like the third one. And then the other ones came out and they're like, well, the first one was good. Second one, I don't like mm-hmm. the third one. And then the prequel, like, it's, it's in all of the nine movies, Star Wars fans like about an hour and a half of it. Well, they like so the first two. that's a good two, way to I've, say I've, you don't like a thing. I've never heard anybody bag on uh, Empire Strikes Back. Usually people love the first two. When they start getting cranky is like the third one. And then you're right. Basically, like they like the first two, which is maybe like two hours out of the entire saga. Uh, I never heard anybody complain about Empire Strikes Back. I think it's almost universally loved. But people start getting a little, little snarky by the time you get to Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so you're it's, right. In the grand scheme of things, they like, yeah, you're right. It's like maybe like three hours out of the entire saga mm-hmm. is what they like the best. Yeah. So, so that's if, if you only like... 30% of a thing, do you like it? It's it's a it's a general it's it, it's a it's a it, it is a question. Well, I will flip that you on like, you. What I will flip that on you and and I will say what about all the trekkies who who will love next generation but can't get into the original or they'll love They'll love, I've never met anybody that I've never met anybody that only liked the next generation but not the original. I, I know yeah. I know a few people like that. Or, wow, that's or they like the next generation, but they hate Voyager. Or they hate, mm. you know, it, it happens in all fandoms, kids. Mm. It all, it, it in all fandoms. In, it happens yeah, in all fandoms. Yeah, ask Jake, uh, what part of Lord of the Rings people hate? All of it? All of the extended editions? <laughs> ah, there you go. The Hobbit? Oh, are, are there people, that, people, like people the, that don't dig it? The Hobbit? No, there's some people who love The Hobbit. No, no there's not. I don't understand. <laughs> The book, mm. every, I don't understand. Every star when I was working at the bookstore, every uh Star Wars book we got in had food stains on it. Every uh um Lord of the Rings book had resin or weed in it. <laughs> this is absolutely true. <laughs> That's great. So every, Porkins is reading every, Star Wars. And- every copy of Dune we got was about like the first 15 pages were like well-worn. The rest of the book had never been opened. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and every Star Trek we had had like way too many notes. Oh, I love it. it. That's, that's great. That's, that's how great. you break it down. So Star Wars yeah. people eat ranch on pizza. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings people And dribble it on the book. <laughs> Ranch on pizza, my God, I can't yeah. imagine. Because my pizza, I'm not gonna, because my pizza's not fatty enough. Please put ranch on it. Come yeah. on, you guys. It's the Yeah, and also it's it's really the fault of the pizza for not making the crust as good as the rest and of the pie. You guys are. What was the uh, what, what was kind the of pizza chain was that it? was injecting cheese into the crust? <laughs> oh, Remember, there's a couple of the them. Pizza and all of them yeah. were pretty good. Pizza had those stuffed crust. And uh, you just go, wow! You can't even leave the even the crust. It's got to be completely like hard pizza. If you, you know? uh, I just said, I just saw something that said, uh, uh, "White Claw is for people who don't eat their pizza crusts," and four white lo- claw. and four loco is for people who eat other people's pizza crusts. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. For loco used to talk about things way. too fatty, but you'll eat chicharrones, no problem. Yeah, because there's no mm-hmm. carbs in them. Mm-hmm. Dios mio. It's deep fried pigs. They have no carbs. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I knew that. Mm. Don't come at me, Jake. 
Because it's all, it's all pig skin. There's no I'm not knocking <laughs> anything. I respect all people's food choices. No, 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 there you no, no, no. And no. Anita just wants everyone to live in peace and no, harmony. No, those are the people who say that just don't have, they can't defend themselves. So they're like, I don't attack anybody because my position is completely indefensible. No. You think I can't defend myself? No, I, not, not pizza my and ranch. Not all. not pizza on ranch. There is no defending that. That is just awful. There, there is. is. No, it's awful. It is awful. Do you add, do, are you one of those people who add the, what is it, like the Parmesan cheese package nope. on your pizza? Nope. No, ma'am. I don't want to, see, I think that's weird. It has cheese on it. Yeah, right. You don't need to add more. And it's supposed oh, to, I put I I put parmesan on my pizza every and time. And it doesn't now. need every to smell like now. my pizza yeah. does not need to smell like feet. So no, I do not put parmesan. <laughs> Where um, are you getting your pizza from? You going you going to uh, uh, Domitos? Hey, how listen, you doing? Listen, I go to I go to the best pizza in the world. I go to Pizza Mania. You don't have to touch anything. Just take it out of the box. Yeah, Pizza Mania is not that great. You eat it. Yeah, because you get because you get it cold. You get it. It's like lukewarm medium. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> uh, I don't. I. You think it's I'm gonna? Not, it's not my favorite, but it's a pretty good place to get pizza. But yeah, but John, you like uh, uh, you like Joe Peeps, like that's you like the, uh, you, you like the. I, pe- I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever said that. I, I've been. You like I, the pizza not, place across the street my, from Joe the Peeps shop. Is not even in my top ten. <laughs> you like the pizza. You eat the pizza across the street from the shop. You are you're invalid. Yeah, invalid. Yeah. yeah. Well, High five! For yeah, that, you guys, are, you guys are too picky. Oh, it's greasy. Uh, you know, fine. You know, it's like, yeah, you guys I, aren't too picky. I don't. Marco Polo's is fine. It's not like no. you know. My body can't handle it. <laughs> right. It's greasy, man. It's too greasy. Yeah. Greasy with a Z. <laughs> Listen, I'll die on this hill. I'll die on the fact that Pizza Mania is. No, we're talking about places that most people are not even not even aware of. And and you know what? This is how George Lucas wins, you guys. This is- I'll tell you how George Lucas wins. I'll tell you pizza. how George Lucas wins. George Lucas wins because, in spite of the fan base complaining, the guy decides I'm going to tell the story I want to tell. Uh, I may not like the whole story, but he he made it and he said this is the story I'm going to make. This is the story I'm going to tell. So George Lucas does win because he did, he did it his way. He, he basically did it his way. Yeah, you know, prequels. Yeah, and, and all he fame? had to do. Is sacrifice the life of a child, right? But you know what? I don't you know, feel. He, I don't. I he don't. Took, he took a bright-eyed young man who was given a beautiful opportunity. He took. Uh, 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 he, he took um, uh, uh, a uh, a young character actor right. who uh, loved um, who uh, uh, who absolutely loved Buster Keaton, right? And decided to make a, 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 a character. Uh, that was that you know, uh, uh, and what did uh, the fans do? Uh, they destroyed their lives. They destroyed yes. two people's yes. lives. Yes. Um, they've, trying they've, to think who you're referring to. Are you referring to Patton Oswald? No, I'm I'm talking to, about Jake Lloyd and uh, oh, Ahmed Best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know People what? Though, who were just like, listen. I'm a hired actor. I can't wait to do this. And then the fans tore them apart because they didn't like the thing that they made. No, it wasn't the you fans. Know, it's, a, it, it's really a drag because he probably thought, you know, I got it made. I'm going to be the the you know the favorite thing. I'm going to be the goofy sidekick. They're going to love me like they love R2 and C3PO. You know, mm-hmm. that's how they sold it to him. And then yeah. and then yeah, the fans ruined yeah. these people's lives. Uh, that's I, that's. I, well, I, I heard that Jake Lloyd was getting bullied at school, 
I don't know if that's Star Wars fan. That was ba- that was bound to happen. <laughs> but he got bullied at school, and then you're a- not my Darth Vader. And then uh, yeah, then you've got the uh, he's got uh, unfortunately he also had underlying psychological issues that came, came forth later. Uh, I believe schizophrenia. I believe, we all do. Believe, we all have. I believe, I believe schizophrenia. Uh, you know some kind of you know stuff below the surface, and then you know millions of people who've never met you are saying that you. Uh, doing a role in a movie have ruined their childhood. I'm like, I, I was just a kid. I just wanted, like, I got paid a, I got paid to say yippee. Right. And uh, so my what, parents got a boat because so I thought that, that's what I'm supposed to do. So by that token, yippee. so by that token, Lucas should have taken all that into consideration. <laughs> uh, I could be ruining someone's life and then not made, told the story he wanted to tell. Is that, that's the, is that the argument, Steve-O? Because I yeah, will well, say, I just, will say a lot these of these are just bad decisions. It was bad I think casting. He balanced they it out a little bit in the third movie by killing all those kids. He said, "You know what? I need to make up for right, this. Really yeah, right. so the quality be of the story by child murder. Issue, okay? I'll tell you where you know, Lucas let everybody down. I'll, I'll tell you where Lucas let everybody down, and he let Ahmed Best down, and he let Jake Lloyd down, and he let a lot of people down over the years. Is that he hates directing people? He does not want to be a director." As far mm. as he wants to be a director, as far as let me put it in front of the camera and shoot it, um, he does not want to. He doesn't care about emotions. If you if you listen to interviews with Harrison Ford, uh, Carrie Fisher, those are the biggest complaints about Lucas. Is he does not know how to direct actors. So what's have, the line he always told him? Faster and more intense. Right. Basically, the the limit of his direction. So faster if you and more have, intense. If you have a little <laughs> kid, maybe your sex tape. If, yeah, right. Uh, if you have a little kid that needs direction, obviously, and obviously you do because he's a little kid. He doesn't understand, you know, what the story Lucas has in his head, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He needs that kind of direction. So Lucas let him down there. And where Luke had, Lucas led Ahmed best down is he didn't rein him in. They didn't need the, – the comic relief of this movie is so overboard that uh, Lucas really needed – you needed someone who could direct that kind of – Spielberg would have done a much better job with Jar Jar Binks, I think. Um, um, and to to his uh, to Lucas's credit, and I was going to say this, like my favorite scene in that movie, we're like, oh yeah, this is actually it's pretty good. It's the pod racing scene, right? Mm-hmm. Because the no whole dialogue, great. it's just it's really good. And is it a is it a cartoon for a, a, a toy commercial? Yes, it is. It's a very good like if that's what you're doing, good, great. But yes, like I okay. Don't, so for as much as the character Jar Jar Binks has driven the fan base crazy, it did give us probably one of the best fan theories out there, which is Jar Jar Binks is really a Sith Lord. That is not a good theory. If you have it not is. read it, like it, it is fantastic. It is a lot of fun and things make sense. Have you seen how high he jumps and how he never gets hit by blaster fire? <laughs> it's fun. It's great. It it puts a whole new thought process on all these a, movies. I'm gonna tell you guys a little he's story. He's the one. He's the one who condemns all. He's the one who makes the final vote. Right. Or, yeah. Right. Uh, he is the uh, he's the stooge. He's the Mike Pence of the whole uh, Star Wars universe. He's uh, goofy. I'll tell you what. Linchpin of the entire of the entire Sith operation. I remember he infiltrated the Senate. I mean, come on here. In the early days of the internet, this 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 took the world by storm. This trailer took the world by storm. I remember watching uh, the the trailer, and there was just a quick um, 
there was a quick shot of Jar Jar, and he just turns to Padme and he says, used to thinking people going to die? And I thought to myself, <laughs> oh, no. I really thought to myself, oh, no. And that was in the preview. That was in the preview. I was like, and then I saw the Vanity Fair uh, spread, and it was like, oh, Lucas was just hyping up how this CG character was going to revolutionize film. He's the first fully CGI character. They had a picture of him there with the cast. He just looked terrible. And I just had, I had a horrible feeling about this. And this is absolute truth. This is the absolute truth. I had a horrible feeling. I remember feeling. that. I had a I horrible feeling that. about I think we were working together when that when came and out. And I just said, <laughs> I remember you I, saying that. I just said, I don't think this is going to be good, man. I don't know about this character. I don't know about this character. Yeah. Uh, and I was right. I remember that because it, 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 like Yoda was in, in that one and Yoda looked terrible. Yes. Oh, and not in that one. Yoda looked so bad in, that, I want, in, in, yeah. in, in this one. You yeah, because Yoda, Yoda, Yoda. They threw away the original puppet. They needed to find the one from Empire. Well, I mean, they don't last very long. Like, they're not, you know, designed to... Yeah, the latex really breaks down. I went to the Lost Luggage Depot in Alabama, and I Hoggle is there. So the Lost Luggage Depot is, if you lose your luggage in an airplane, and they can't get it back to you in a certain amount of time, well, what do you do with it? Well, turns out you sell it. And we heard about this place because Tom Tom Waits was talking about it. And um, they had just a wall of Dan Brown books. That was like a whole bookstore that was just Dan Brown books. Nobody finished it. But they had <laughs> one of the things that they had. Yeah. One of the things that they had there was uh, that somebody lost was Hoggle from uh, from Labyrinth. And uh, dude looks rough because you're just latex behind a, you know, a, a a wall of air conditioning and uh yeah it's just oh this is this is why they have to rebuild so, the muppets every so every what puppeteer year. left that behind on the plane <laughs> or you know who forgot that they didn't get that off the plane you know that's crazy the story goes is they were transporting it to um like uh because it was over in like la two weta studios or vice versa and it was just like along with a bunch of other stuff and they're like, oh, yeah, we got everything. Yeah, they didn't check as many boxes. Uh, as, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, just what a weird thing there. to be left behind. They left you know? there. Uh, yeah. Along, uh, you, you, I'll bet you they found Bowie's cod piece, though. I bet you that didn't go missing. Somebody <laughs> yeah, knows. because that, that had a, uh, that had a, uh, one of those geographic location devices on Somebody it. Somebody knows where that <laughs> is. They kept it in a, a suitcase with a handcuff on it, just All to right. be sure. Let's talk to the millennials, Phantom Menace guys. You were you were right in the wheelhouse when this movie came out. Patrick, what were your thoughts of seeing this? I mean, you know, did you grow up with Star Wars? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I grew up with Star Wars. I used to watch, I literally destroyed our VHS copies of the original trilogy. Uh, the unedited versions, thank you. Right, right, the good um, versions, yes. Uh, I, uh, honestly, when this first came out, uh, I was young, so I enjoyed a lot of it. This is made for a younger audience. Right. Um, it did a lot of stuff for, like, childhood, for me, like, the Lego sets, the video games, the, you know, the, the toys, all that fun stuff. Like, it was a huge marketing thing, and a lot of money went into it. 
Um, and it was enjoyable and it was the Star Wars for my generation where we actually got to go see it in theaters right? and be a part of, you know, whether or not it was as good as the originals or not, that same nostalgia that you guys had from seeing the originals in, theater, right. in theaters. So it was nice for us, right? Is it a perfect movie? No. There are a lot of issues with mo- this movie. The characters, yes, they do some questionable things. It's fun, though. There is some interesting lore points. You get to see the end of the High Republic, which is really cool. Um, and after that, I mean, the biggest gripe I have with this, watching this now, isn't the characters, isn't the story. It just is the scenes where everything is like 100% CGI generated. Right. You lose a lot of what the magic was from the original films because they used a lot of practical of effects and not having a lot of that in this really hurts it because cgi was so big and it was such a huge moment um in time in you know the early 2000s late 90s that it takes away from that feeling of this being a star wars movie it doesn't quite hit that mark at times because of all the heavy amount of CGI and the lack of practical effects. Whereas you look at the newer ones, they did a really good job. While the story may not be great, they did a really good job of blending practical and CGI together. I'll give you a great example of both Patrick. uh, Steve already talked about the pod race scene, which I feel is like the best scene in the movie. Um, And the reason, a lot of reason for that is even though it is a lot of CGI, the, and, and Steve was right. The way that's directed he gives you a whole layout of the first lap. So by the tech, second and third time they're going around the track, you know exactly where they are. Yep. You know how far Annie has to get to to win the race. You know that there's you know the dangers that are laid out on the on the on the course. Um, Lucas is really good at directing moving objects. He did it in American Graffiti with you know cars that were passing by. Uh, Lucas is probably one of the first guys to do that uh, camera angle where stuff is coming from behind you and then passing you at high rates yep. of speed. Um, and he knows how to lay all that stuff out. Those pod racers look cool because obviously it's a, it's a nod to Ben-Hur, the chariots. Uh, but they look like they yeah, have... They, exactly. They look like they have weight. They sound like they're real. Um, they look like they're... They look like real objects. Uh, contrast that with the Jedi fighting all of the robots, all of the, the Roger, Roger droids. Mm-hmm. Those do not look real at all. They don't have any sort of weight. They just look like they're... They look like they're just, uh, you know, ragdolled with some yeah. really shitty computer program. Um, it doesn't look like they're, like they're fighting anybody at all, um, which is why I think the, the battle with Darth Maul gives you is so good because it seems much more visceral. Yeah. It seems more real because they've just been fighting these dumb robots that don't, you know, seem to be. I mean, that's, much of a that's one of the best lightsaber fight scenes in the entire series right. of these movies. Right. Right. That's probably the most redeeming feature in all of these films is that fight scene because it's so epic. It's so cinematic and you get a lot of emotion with no words. Right. Um, with the way it's done. So it's, it, there are good things about this movie and then there are some really unfortunate things. So it's a mixed bag, but for as much shit as it gets, it brought star Wars back to us. And I appreciate that a lot. And you know, the fact that it was able to continue from this point. I will give you a dirty secret. I'm going to let you guys in on a dirty little secret. A lot of people, when this movie first came out, liked it unironically. And you can tell yeah. because it made a billion dollars. And adults oh, like yeah. myself, and I, I, admit, I readily admit this, I went to see this multiple times because I wanted to see that lightsaber fight and I wanted to see that 
uh, pod race again and again on the big screen because that's what it was made for. Um, and the far, the longer I saw it, the dumber the scenes underwater became, the dumber the Gungans became, the dumber the plot became, the more boring the politics became. But uh, you know there was there were so many other things that were positive at the, you know when you're look watching it in those early days that uh, you kind of look past all the other stuff. But now, of course, with the benefit of hindsight, thirty years later, you know, of course, we're a little more critical about it. But uh, at the time. People were, you know, it was not criti- It was not universally panned as it is now. So just to, just to give you guys some context, Justine, you obviously dressed up for this. Uh, where is this? Where? How did you feel about seeing this as a kid? I loved it. Yeah. Do you still love I it? Huge, I had a huge crush on uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this guy's so hot. And yeah. And then he kept, like, the beginning part, he said, what did he say? I have a bad feeling about this. And I just, like, kept that with me forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mean, he's not the first one to say it, but I was still like, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm all for Ewan McGregor. I did like this movie. I remember being hyped. It was late at night. We stayed up all night for this. And I was like, yes, it was everything I wanted it to be. But I remember seeing like a ton of old men, and I was like, "Well, okay, they're like a little upset, but it's cool." <laughs> <laughs> that was me and Mario. Uh, no, I liked this when it came out. I, I am unabashedly like. No, she said old like, men. <laughs> I want to say like it was during the time where like if the theater was still full, you could still stand in the back. I feel like that happened. In the oh, theater. maybe I think they oversold it. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. 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 So, like, we waited in the line, we got in, it was exciting. <clears throat> I got to see some lightsaber fighting. That was the best thing ever. Better than watching the old ones while they do is blast at each other. Um, <laughs> How dare you? And then, and then we saw the lightsaber, we saw Darth Maul. He's the coolest guy ever. Um, hey, uh, where does Padme do her shopping? At the Darth, at Mall. Darth Mall. You know why? Because everything's half, half off. off. Everything's half <laughs> off. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I gave it away. Sorry, you gave it away. And Let I'm already. Breathe, I was already guys. a huge fan of um, uh, Natalie Portman. So this movie, like, cute little package. I loved it. Right. Stuffed. Right. Uh, who's your favorite character? Ewan McGregor. Um. Obi-Wan. The character of Ian McGregor, not the actor. Yeah, just the character. <laughs> yeah, his character. He seems like a nice Ian McGregor and um, Natalie Portman. Okay. I mean, let's talk about that for a second. An iconic character like Obi Wan, Ian McGregor fills that role fantastically. Like he does such a good job across these three movies filling that role as Obi Wan. Like it's it's impressive. It's incredible. And, and continues to do a good job. It's obvious that he has spent time listening to how he talked, you know, yeah. how he, how he phrased things and the, the timber of his voice. He obviously cares a lot about matching up. So yeah, uh, I think you're right. My favorite Obi-Wan mo- uh, uh, moment in this is after Qui-Gon goes down and he is still behind the shield. Yeah, that's uh, good. There's a scene where you can see, He's like hopping up and down, like he's like trying to get ready, like get loose, just like like a boxer almost. Uh, I always love that. I always love that little moment because it shows you a young, 
kind of impetuous Obi-Wan because we're used to him being older, wiser. It was nice to see him kind of young and still still kind of kind of keep his emotions in check. And uh, and what a badass. Takes a kick to the face and just like uh, backflips out of it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. he's got the, uh, I always thought that was a great scene. I always thought that was really, really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, so you still love it, Justine? Yeah. Do you see the problems that other people have with it and you just don't care or... You just close your eyes, right? You just fall asleep. It's nap time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nap time. Wake up. Wake up for the good stuff. Just, just nap time. You just wake gotta up. wake up for that end part. You gotta see him get sliced in half. I remember that in theater. I was like, "Whoa!" Like this guy got sliced in half. Right. <laughs> Did not expect that happening. Uh, if Lucas really wanted to do something, he would have gone lengthwise. Just like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, then he can't sell two toys. <laughs> sure, you can't. They had the C-3PO that broke apart. Why couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Dismembered C-3PO from Empire. I had him. Lost his leg. Had three. I don't know, one-legged C-3PO for years. Didn't know where the other leg went. Jake. Sith Master Jake. Yes. No, he has, he has uh, space buttons on. He's Leia. Oh, yeah. How did you, so, do, so do I. I have Leia. So how do you feel about it, Jake? What do you, how do you feel about it? Well, when I first watched it, I yeah, I watched it when I was little. I loved it, um, especially the pod racing scene. Right. That I mean, it's just everything in that scene just has so much weight and feels so visceral. And um, you don't really get a huge chance, or a lot of the shots they don't stick to any like particular like CG. Or they don't stick to like a certain Sacha CD for too long, so you don't have a chance to like look at them like something doesn't quite look right. So that scene, I mean, obviously the uh, the lightsaber fight with Qui Gon Jinn, uh, Obi Wan, and Darth Maul was great. Right. But yeah, every like a lot of the other stuff with Naboo and like the politics behind that, all the Gungan shit. I like the design of the Gungans. I think it's mostly just Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> that um, looking back now, I I just I do not like. He's just it's there's so much like slapstick. It's like very it's a very odd sort of juxtaposition because like they're trying to talk about politics and blockades and it's trying to be very serious, but then they have this just absolutely absurd character just kind of thrown in there to lighten the mood for some reason. Yeah, it's almost like he's in a different movie. It's almost like yeah. he's from a different movie. It's a completely different tone from what they were trying to put across for the rest of the movie. But um yeah looking back now it's just like I don't know. There's it's looking back now it's okay. But again like especially the part where they're on Tatooine and they're yeah, the whole uh, pod racing scene, like that whole sequence, I thought was was the best part of the movie by far. Um, favorite character? Who's your favorite character? You- I love Qui Gon Jinn. I love. I thought Liam Neeson did a fantastic job portraying a a uh, portraying a, a Jedi Master. He's very just calm, collected, <laughs> complete like, well, a, like, a Zen, a like a Zen like a Zen all personality. <laughs> Like yeah, that's that's, that's I like, my it. Thing. like like watching it, it's just like what what choice is this? What what like what is the inspiration for for any of this? I'm going to say these lines. 
Good, good. Do you want to just... Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was boring. Do you want to act? <laughs> I am acting. Look at how much acting I am doing. <laughs> Again, I always assumed I, that what he was. I always assumed what he was trying to do is project sort of like this Zen master calm. Right, you know? but, but if 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 that's the thing, if if that is the Zen master calm, then why is he goes right in the JDA console? They're like, you're a loose cannon, and it's like, <laughs> you know, he's got it, like there's nothing to really back that up. Like, oh, he saved this child, and he, yeah. you know, did the yeah. thing. He did the thing you told him to do, and he's yeah. a loose cannon. Okay. Yeah, I'm always shocked at how much how how big a jerks the Jedi are here. You know, the Jedi who are this you know heroic yeah. order you heard about in the original trilogy. They're just kind of just like this. They're kind of jerks. They're, they're, they're just kinda... bunch of bunch of dudes hanging out in robes, sitting in a circle, <laughs> being like, yeah, nah, we're not gonna. Nah. There's also a Lady Yoda, Lady Yoda in there, Lady Yaddle. Oh, um, look at you! Look at you! Look at you, Mister! I hate Star yeah. Wars. I yeah. It listen. My my dislike for it does not come from a place of ignorance. I love it. I love it. My dislike for it comes from the fact that it's just like they've they've sanded the undersides of the drawers, and then what have they put on? What have they fill the drawers up with? Filler. That's that's really what it comes down to. I love that. I love that mm. metaphor. I love that. All right. I don't I don't particularly agree with you, but I love it. I love it. We're still best friends. Um, Thanks, buddy. I always say that. I love you too. <laughs> what? We're not John. That's that's serious. That's serious. Yeah, I know, but it's still funny. It yeah. was funny delivery. You know. That's, I love you too. Uh, I know. I know. We're serious here. Uh, yeah, we're serious. Love you, uh, Anita. You came to this trilogy very late. You watched Phantom Menace maybe what within the last couple of years. Yeah. Now, when you yeah. sat down to watch the trilogy, did you watch them in theatrical order or did you watch them in? The story order. Theatrical order. Okay, so what did you think when you got to this new prequel trilogy? What did you think? It's 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 new territory. It definitely has a different feel. Uh, how did you feel about this one? Um, of the prequels, this one's actually my favorite. Nice. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it's really fun. The story is not the most intellectual, but... I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed Jar Jar. I know. Uh, <laughs> you enjoy him unironically. It's a good performance. It's it's yeah. yeah. He does not it's, deserve the hate he gets. I don't think so. I think that they had a purpose. I think he served his purpose. I don't think he was anything special or important to the story, but I just like I could walk around saying Misa all the time, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have a favorite Jar Jar Binks quote do that you remember? <laughs> not one that I can remember off the top of my head, but he definitely mm. gave me like the chuckle moments that the lot the rest of the story doesn't have, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what you're here for. Sounds good. Right, like, that was enough for me. Um, I agree with Justine. Uh, Ian McGregor is hot. And <laughs> I was like, that braid. I don't know what it was about that braid. I was like, that this is doing Yeah, it's doing something for me. It's doing a lot of things for me. And oh my give gosh. you something to pull on. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Something to bite. If yeah. you look when this came out, he also did Moulin Rouge a little after that, too. And you're like, man, this guy he became this little heartthrob. Yeah. Sign me up. He also yeah. did that musical with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, 
Yeah, down to earth or down with love. Down with love. Down with- Right. Oh, I think I've seen that. And the aforementioned train spotting. That's right. Train spotting is good with that. He's good in that. Yeah, I think there's a whole generation that knows him mostly from that. Yeah. Right, right. Uh money penny. Money penny. Uh I can't say it like him. He does a great Sean Connery. <laughs> he does a great Sean Connery in the in the opening right. scenes of Train Spotting. Uh continue, Anita. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Uh, I agree with everyone else. The pod racing scene is great. The lifesaver battle at the end is awesome. Uh, I don't know. I I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it. I don't get. I don't understand the the stain that it gets. It's because we're old men and we were well, we wanted the movie to be for us and it wasn't, and we were angry about it. Where did George Lucas? He left us. He left us. We're like the little kid in in Jurassic Park. He left us. He left us. <laughs> That's the way we were. We were like, oh God, he, he abandoned us. Uh, but he abandoned. I do think for the other life kids because though. it's a kids movie. You're right. It is a kids movie, and that's what that is. What finally, you know, when I when I was tempted to go on the other side and hate this movie, like join the people who really hate this movie, because I can't. I don't really hate any of the Star Wars movies except Rise of Skywalker is hot garbage. That is probably the that, that is terrible. Uh, we're we're gonna get to that in ten years, but. Um, uh, like I said, you have to give Lucas credit. I was looking this time. I was really looking at the production design. I love that Coruscant is all it's Metropolis. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Art Deco. Sure. Yeah, it's Art Deco. You know, Naboo has yeah. this whole Italian Renaissance vibe to it. You know, even the Gungan City, which kind of looks it's hard to see because it's rendered in the you know it's supposed to be underwater, but even that has a unique design where everything's spherical. You know, it, it blends in with the environment of the water. You know, all of those choices that he made, he was world building. And whether or not you uh, you like that or not, you know, I think that he did a really good job with building those worlds. You got to hand it to him that he had this idea. Because of all of the original Star Wars trilogy takes place in like the outer edges of the galaxy. And here we're kind of in the center of civilization. And you even see areas of tattoo, Tatooine that you haven't seen before, right? The pod race mm-hmm. shows you that the tan- Tatooine isn't just all sand dunes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, not just cantinas, too. Right, <laughs> There's other things right. going on, yeah. So I, I always give him credit for that, for showing that, you know, this different side of the Star Wars universe where you're seeing more of these worlds. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, you have to give him a lot of credit for that, I think. Um, and some of the ship designs, even though uh, you're right, uh, uh, Steve, I don't think landing a chrome plated ship on a desert planet is probably the smartest idea but well, it's uh, hot. yeah but it's going to be hot but the design of those ships is amazing they look like stuff mm-hmm. on it and john you know all that is like you know the the uniforms that they wear on Naboo, the blasters they have it's all right out of flash gordon even the noises they make they make like a like, yeah. the, like the lasers they make are all very it's very flash gordon yeah he doubles he doubles down on that that flash gordon and buck rogers uh right yeah this is i mean this is smack center yeah you know this is like right in the middle of the galaxy where everything's prosperous and uh, there's a lot more money to go around. So they reflect it in their designs and their lifestyle. So everything right. is pristine. You have this bright, shiny, pristine Naboo fighters and, you know, all their uniforms. So it's a cool contrast. So if you're wondering where uh, the Mandalorian got a ship and you didn't know, now you know. Now so, you know. Now you know. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know. Going back to what you were saying, uh, Steve-O, about uh, the performances. Well, no, it was, it was, it was Anita was saying stuff. So. 
Like we we interrupted her. We, no, um, I know, but I was going to go back and I was going to tie. I was going to tie it all together. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're the host. I was going. I am the host. And we are your guests. You are my guests. What is your pleasure? What would you like to do? We want to okay. screw. Uh, no, but I was saying. So Anita brought up the fact that I'm at best. She didn't mind that performance, and a lot of people yeah. would have liked that reined in. But again, that's where Lucas, the director, failed. I think everybody because he didn't. You know, he. I don't think he. He was just like, yeah, go ahead, because that's not where his focus is. His focus isn't on those performances, and that's why Jake Lloyd gives some. You know, he, he he's a kid. He's supposed to be a little kid. Anakin is yeah. supposed to be this happy-go-lucky kid, and that's where the turn comes. But I think if Lucas would have directed him better, um, you would have gotten more of that I emotion don't know. later on. I'm not even sure I he was an actor, okay. right? I, I, I think it was cast. Yeah, he did fine. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not. No. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he did a bad job. I think if Lucas would have given him uh, uh, more direction, more direction. You could have really, yeah. you were, you could have really worked like emotionally, because we've seen like look at stuff like Paper Moon that we've seen where these little kids can de- can can uh, deliver these really powerful emotion, you know, emotional scenes. Um, and that took work. They said that he really had he like he you know, for Paper Moon. They said he really worked to get right. that performance out of her. Right. And, and it, it, God, she won Best Actress. And Lu- <laughs> Lucas isn't going to put that kind of effort into getting the performance yeah. out of the kids. I'm not saying he did a bad job. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you could have had a more of a, an emotional payoff if Lucas had paid attention to the characters yeah. like the way he paid attention to, you know, uh, his you know, world building, his world building. Right. 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 It's mm-hmm. tough. It's all choices. It's it's all casting. I'm not even sure the kid was an actor. I think, you know, no, he had been in a couple of thing. things. He'd been in a couple of things before. Had he? Yeah. OK. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I remember watching this and thinking, I you know, they, it's just casting. They could have. Maybe pick the kid that was a little more well, savvy. And, and that's where Steve has. Tough. A, where are you going to find a? What are you going to find a kid that young that is savvy? You know. And that's where Steve has a point. If you're mad at the character, or you're mad because Jar Jar Binks is too much, you don't get mad at the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. No, and that's no. and that's and that's really that's like it's you know it's it's not the band I hate. It's the fans. Right. It's the people who are like so like like a thing or don't like it, but don't personally go after the people who. Um, who made it? Right. I'm likely never going to watch this movie again. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, but but like, if somebody said like, "Oh, I worked on that movie," I'm like, "Oh my gosh, uh, what did you know? What did you do? Tell me all about it." Um, I'm not going to be, you know. But th- the thing that really, you know, turned me off from like, I'm not completely like I don't hate. Uh, Star Wars, but what I just I got really sick of is anytime, you know, any any anybody had an opinion, it was it was so extreme. It's it's like he's going back to 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 putting pizza or putting ranch on pizza. It doesn't have to be this <laughs> extreme of a reaction. It could right. just be like, oh, okay, no. Well, you know, people turned it into a religion. And you know what happens with, with religion. People go to war and kill each other. And people have unfortunately taken something that was just kind of fun and a diversion and turned it into this thing where it's people take sides and they get ugly online and it's just turned into it's like religious warfare. So what you're saying, on- <laughs> what you're saying is is um uh, it's it's bad that people have taken uh, an extreme stance over of uh, uh it, it, 
over a certain thing and taken it to a religious uh, aspect when they should have just taken it all out of it. And, and essentially you're describing the Jedi and the Sith. <laughs> the Jedi's are a religious organization that, uh, that take all authority over morality and, uh, and politics that's what this movie is. That's literally the foundation of the Jedi's. It's like we are we are religious. We are a religious order, and we are the ones who keep the peace in the thing. It is it is of our religion. There's a good side and the, there's a bad side, but don't worry. There's only one right side, and we're going to be the ones to tell you. Right. Exactly. Just like I tell you, this should not be ranch on pizza. I. I'm a Sith because I only deal in extremes, and that's the way it is. No ranch on pizza. Give me my dual-edged lightsaber. Thank you. That's it? We're done? Okay, perfect. Uh, Anita, though, who is your favorite? Mm, I mean, I feel like I have to pick Elon McGregor. You don't have to. You could say (laughs) R2-D2. D3PO was in it too, yeah. I mean, he was in it, but he wasn't my favorite. <laughs> C3PO? Oh my gosh, no. Now you want to talk about annoying. Let's. Yeah, let's people, annoying. For, people forget how annoying uh, C3PO is. Let's not yeah, forget. People talked, people talked about that after the first movie. It's like, wow, that robot's really annoying. You know? Right, right. There he is. Uh, John, you were a grown ass man when you saw this. <laughs> yeah, I was probably like 30 something and uh and I did camp out. I didn't camp out overnight, but I stayed in I think I was in line all day long to get uh a good, you know, to get in, to get a, a ticket for the first uh showing at midnight or whatever it was. So yeah, I think I spent all day in line. It was before you could get them any other way. And uh yeah, so I was there first night, first and, showing and, and um yeah, uh, initially I loved it. Uh, it's. I think I agree with you, Mario. The more I saw it, the more I saw all the flaws. I think the first time I saw it, I thought this is pretty cool. Um, the more I saw it, I, you start seeing all the, you know, where things don't quite work. Uh, initially, I thought it was great to see more lightsaber. You know, you didn't get much lightsaber fights in the in the first three movies. This really gave you some great lightsaber fights. Darth Maul was a great villain, but the first thing we said when we walked out is, why didn't you get more of him? Here is this badass sith lord on the poster i don't know if you remember the original poster his face takes up the entire poster right his face is superimposed over everybody else and you're thinking he's going to be this great sort of like darth vader villain and you really don't get enough of him that was the first thing we said is and for as cool as he looks and as badass as he's supposed to be you just didn't get enough darth maul you really thought he was going to be a bigger part of the whole story so i think that was the, the first complaint but uh, I, I, I think it was like you, Mario. I think after I'd seen it like two, three, four times, then I start going, boy, there's way too much comic relief. There's too much of this, too much of that. This doesn't make any sense. So the more I saw it, the less I liked it. Now, having said that, I probably haven't seen this thing in like a good 10, 15 years. Watching it last night, I thought, you know, this doesn't, it's not half bad. I, in your head, you start thinking that the entire movie is Jar Jar Binks. And then you go, no, that's just something my brain did. He's not like in every right, scene. Right. It's just that you started hearing about people doing like an edit where they took him out of every scene right. that he was in. Right. And you, your brain starts playing tricks with you. And then you realize, no, he's not in every scene. He's annoying, but he's the comic relief. Right. So I think I was able to kind of, you know, bring a little 
no pun intended, a little balance to how I looked at it. Hey, you know? there like, we okay. go. It's not the greatest. It's not the worst. I think over the years, I've just sort of remembered. I always thought that Jake Lloyd was just really wooden. I just thought it's not his fault. You know, it's tough finding a good kid actor. He's just a little wooden. You know, what are you going to do? And um, and then also the Patton Oswald thing. It's like, do I really want to know what Darth Vader was like as a kid? Right. It might be. It's one thing to see him with the mask off and maybe see what he was like as an adult. But do I need to see why he's a, a bad guy? <laughs> you no, know, do I need right. to see him as a, as a little kid? I'm not even sure that's. But initially, I was pretty blown away. I thought it looked pretty cool. And as time passes, you start, you know, you start parsing it and going, well, why do the ships look so much better than they do? You know, this is before, you know, A New Hope. Why does everything look so, you know, sleek and streamlined? And, right. you know, this is this is taking place before. The thing we all loved about Star Wars, and I know that this is something you loved, is that it looked lived in. It looked beat up and used, and this is all functional, you know? right. right. And so with this, you're like, well, oh, this all looks like it's out of somebody's toy box. It's just too slick. And it's um, all brand new. Well, not the pod racers so so much. You know, the pod racers look a little put together, slapped yeah, together. The pod race, and you're right. Everyone's right about that. The reason that holds up so well, the reason it was shot so well is because uh George Lucas used to be a hot rodder. He raced cars. He that's his heart is in that. That's why that's you know some of the best stuff i mean i mean think about american graffiti that ends with that great drag race you know right, i mean he's right. really all about that when he was in high school and college he was racing cars so you know that he spent a lot of time making that podcast look good uh, that pod uh, race look good well, we make a lot also, of time making this podcast sound good so thank you very much and that. also that the ben hurst i never thought about that until i watched it last night i thought this really is like ben hur this is really a chariot race the, you know instead of horses you got these you know, these turbines or whatever they are, you know, these engines. Right. Right. So I thought, I thought that was pretty clever, but um, I guess the thing I liked the best was seeing what a young Obi-Wan would look like. You know, I think for me and a lot of my friends, that was our favorite character in the original, in the original movie, besides Darth Vader being the coolest, you really thought, boy, this Obi-Wan's a great character and you want to see more of him, And you really don't, he gets killed off, you know, uh, pretty quick and you, you go boy i'd sure like to see more of obi-wan and when he talks about the old days you know being a jedi knight so the really cool thing in this was seeing what he was like get to see obi-wan as a young jedi knight you know an apprentice you know and right. i just thought that was half the fun was seeing him you know uh, you know uh, performing not as an old man but as a, you know in the peak of his you know Peak of his, uh, he's like a mentor, you know. He's right, a, he's, right. He's he's being he's being mentored, and um, I thought Liam Neeson did all right. It's a little dry. I think Steve-O's right. It's a little dry. There's not much there, but um, I think he's supposed to be coming from a different place. And oddly enough, you're supposed to see that Obi Wan is the impetuous one. You wouldn't think that from seeing him as an old man. He's this wise old wizard out in the right. desert. But you can see that as a young man, he was the impetuous one. You know, he was the one that was a little bit. You know, he's really the loose cannon. <laughs> Right. It's not uh, it's not Qui-Gon Jinn. It's really Obi-Wan is the one you got to watch, you know. But he, even then, he's still playing it kind of conservatively, too. He's not quite like what yeah. he's not quite what Anakin would be later on. No. You know? And he does such a great job with the voice. He gets the cadences and the rhythm and you you go, yes, this could be, you know, right down to the beard. And, the, the you know, everything is like, yeah, this could be a young Obi-Wan. So I got a big kick out of that. And for me, the, the best scene has got to be the it's got to be the. Um, the late uh, the, the duel at the end and that's a great way to really get the uh, the tension ratcheted up that he can't get through that final barrier all he can do is watch 
And I thought that was a really great thing. It's like, we're not going to let you go, you know, two on one. We're going to make sure that you can't get loose until it's too late. That was really a, right. a hell of a way to stage it, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. And he has to watch him die. And then there's time passes. He watches his master get struck down and then he has to wait. He can't immediately go into, you know, yeah. whatever he's going to do. Uh, the, the, you know, he has to wait. And then I love that Darth Maul's pacing outside like a like a like a caged animal. He's just pacing back and forth. Yep. Waste, waste. We just wanted we just wanted more Darth Maul. I, I remember that the first night we just walked out and said, you know, he looks so menacing and so cool. And Phantom um, so. You just what's that? Phantomly so. So menacing, phantomly so. Yay. Yeah. And so but you just wanted but you wanted more. You just went, yeah, you know. But, Lucas has got an idea and he wasn't supposed to be the main guy, but it was kind of sold like he was the main guy. All the, uh, the pre, you know, all the trailers and the posters and all that, it kind of sold him as being like, this is going to be like the, the next Darth Vader. And we were just kind of like, wow, you didn't get much of this guy. He didn't even talk much. We were like, gee, he had like two lines. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like, we're like, did he talk? Yeah. I guess he said one thing in that one scene. And it's like, eh, he's not really doing much talking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, and by the end of it, he was half of what he used to be. So. Hey, hey yesterday. Yesterday. Talk about no melodies. Hey, um, how you doing? How you doing? Actually, Steve and I agreed backstage uh, when we talked about Star Wars. He said it's not the band, it's the fans. And I said that's what I say about the Beatles. That's my that's my main beef with the Beatles. You don't like the Beatles? Yeah, you would probably, you, you like yeah, you would probably love the Beatles if yeah. it wasn't for all these people yeah. like trying to shove them down your throat. Right. Yeah, fifty yeah. million people telling me. It's, exactly. It's, it's the app. It's the iPhone people. It's the iPhone. It's it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know that's a thing. It's that's really turned into a thing. Like in the last thirty years, you know, there was fandom, but now fandom has turned into something else. Now that it's at the click of a button, you know. You know what it is, John? It's the fandom it's menace. <laughs> it's the what? The fandom. Menace. There you go. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Thanks for joining us here. Pretty clever. You've been a great audience. That's going to be the name of that's going to be the name of this week's episode. And I just did a view to a kill. Is what I just did. I made it work. Uh, it's quite a view. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know what, uh, Mario? You and I will never let Christopher Walken live that down. <laughs> if we met him tomorrow, we'd be all wow. <laughs> Love your work, but boy, that was so shitty. And that that's James quite Bond a view. Movie. To a kill. All right. Uh, Steve-O, any final thoughts on uh, Phantom Menace? You've you've kind of sprinkled it throughout. You you watched it again. Yeah. Uh, You'll never watch it again. It is the most Star Wars movie that has ever Star Wars. It's true. Uh, true? It is is a great, it is a great, like, it's it's just like, hey, you, you like all these things about Star Wars. Here it is. Um, more so than would you say more so than uh, than uh, uh, Force Awakens? Yes. Do you think so? Yes. Oh wow! Because with Force Awakens didn't have uh, you know the same um, like there was a bigger hype for this and better and like bigger expectations than there was uh, for 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 those movies. But okay. story wise, it seemed like. Force Awakens was that's just not a, what I'm talking about. That's not oh, what I'm okay. talking about. What I'm oh, talking, you're talking about, about the, you're talking about the feel of it, everything you like in a Star Wars yes, movie. Yes, okay, because, I get you. I get you. Because yeah. what they wanted to do is they're like, okay, they've got a checklist. All right, is there a princess? Got it. Is there a mysterious <laughs> stranger? Got it. Is there 
like a chase scene. Cool. Wacky sidekicks. Got three of them. Little. You're so not talking plot. You're talking no, the checklist. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, right, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking that. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you got everything. You're right. It pretty much was a checklist, wasn't it? Yeah, and and I I do get why people enjoy Star Wars. I enjoy I I like the Lucas Arts video games. I don't think there's been one that has come out that I haven't enjoyed. Truly, mm-hmm. right. Um, like I liked the the, you know, when everyone was playing, you know, uh, you know, the like first person shooters and and like what, what was the one, uh, that was like, uh, Knights of the Republic or oh yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, one, two. perfect, perfect. It's like a first person shooter with light with lightsabers. Great, awesome. Love everything about it. But, you know, and I love I, I was like the the pod racing games have been good. That's a great scene. I I love the production design, but it's there's not enough there ah, for me to be like this is a cinematic masterpiece. Right. What was the first one you saw, Steve? What's the first Star Wars movie you saw? So uh, uh Star Wars, A New Hope. First time. Was it again. in the theater? Uh no, I, I saw it on VHS and then like but I, I got them and then I'm like, oh, I know I knew that they were re-releasing them in theaters. And there was a, a, a local movie theater that had like the original ones. And they're like, mm. yeah, we're, we're showing these ones during the uh, the day and uh, they're showing the other ones at night. Or it was it was it was ah. a thing. So I, I got to see both. It was it was really cool. Um, so the one you saw when you saw it on uh, you saw it on VHS the first time you saw it, what was your what was your response, your reaction to that first one when you first saw it? Oh, okay. That's pretty good. How, how old were and how old were you? Were you a kid or were you uh old? I was I was I was like 37. You know, um <laughs> uh, <laughs> that old joke. I don't know. I, I think it was around eleven or so. Okay. I'm just curious. And, a lot and of times it like, has to do with like how old you are when you saw it yeah, first, you know. Yeah. And and but like when I saw this, I was um I was eighteen. And me and my my uh the band I was in in high school, we cut school to go see it. And we're all like, huh. Well, that was, that was a star Wars. <laughs> was it underwhelming? <laughs> it was, it was like, it was, it was just the, like, it, it wasn't, it wasn't underwhelming, but it was just like, uh, no, that, that, that was star Wars. It, 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 it checked all the boxes and like, I, mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And like the stuff that I did love, I'm like, oh, okay, there. And then watching it again, I'm like, okay, yeah, they could have cut out a bunch of stuff from the Naboo. They could have cut out all of the, hmm. um, like the 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 stereotypes. My God, we're going to talk about all that. that out, please. Right. Oh my yeah. God, it was it was just like that was really, you know, upsetting when I watched it. As as a because, teenager, being like, because they had a whole list. They said this guy's Yasser Arafat, this guy's Charlie Chan, this guy's Fu Manchu. Oh, this this gross. one's you know it's gone with it the was, wind. They said. But they said was, did he it, did he know what he was doing when they did the dialects? You know, it's like it was <laughs> it was. So there was there was that, and then like, I remember being like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I still like this. And then I was working at the uh, Suncoast video, yeah, and it was yeah. just like, oh. It doesn't matter if I like this or not. I'm being like everything around it is just advertise, advertise, advertise. And I'm like, oh, I got to watch Spaceballs again because the the <laughs> level of marketing for this movie was 
so off-putting that it was just like they were telling you what your opinion was on this movie. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm liking it less and less just because, like, I don't need – I need to be reminded of it everywhere. Spaceballs, the answering it, machine. Space, yeah, like you said, yeah, 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 yeah. What, and watching it again, I'm like, okay, here's how it would have, you know, like been a better movie. Still using all the performances and adding a few more, like cut out all of the, you know, um, racist trade union stuff, right? And and instead put in more stuff of Darth Maul. Just it could have been silent. Him going around collecting information that would have been incredible. That would have checked some boxes. That was like, all right, well, like what's going? It would have made me want to figure out like what's what's going on instead of trying to be like. So, if she signs the treaty, what happens? But it's illegal. But they're making you sign a treaty. Like who gives it's a too shit? much? It's too much politics. That's the other thing. My buddy Alex said. He said this is way too much politics. It was pretty simple in the first couple of movies. And, now we're doing a deep dive. It's like you're yeah, you're into the, it's like you're into the Pentagon Papers. It's like I don't want to know this much about the politics. Of the of this that magical been, land, <laughs> and that could have been taken care of in the scroll, and then off to the races. But um, even the scro- like- even the scrolls a little dry. You're like, wow. I, I remember the scrolls being a little more. Hey, let's go. And this is like, whoa. This looks like it's all like a like a civics lesson in high school. Right, know? right. Like, I'm doing homework they, now. I'm doing homework now. Yeah, my favorite my favorite character. If they would have changed the diet, like the, the the accent, and made it more. And, and honestly, I wouldn't have minded it being the, the, like they had a great opportunity to do it because they've, they've done it so many times before. But just the subtitles and no actual Watto dialogue, just like if he's making mm. a weird voice and it would have been that that would have been that would have been better. Oh, right. Um, right, right, right. Instead um, of doing an offensive. Because, accent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Odd choices. Yeah. It's it also I had a friend that always says that, you know, Lucas is so much older than he was when he did the first Star Wars movie. He's a young man when he's doing the Star Wars movie. He wants something that feels like Flash Gordon because everything in the theaters is like Death Wish and, you know, Dirty Harry. It's all pretty, you know, uh, it's all pretty down and dirty stuff. And he says nobody's just doing fun movies anymore. So he's coming at it from a different place. By the time, you know, 17 years have passed, he's older and maybe disillusioned. He's been through a divorce. He's not l- coming at this story as a young man anymore. And so yeah, I lo- he gets and, bogged but, down into all the, 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 the nuts and bolts of the politics and not looking at it as a fantasy anymore. So, yeah, I, it's like, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then I watched the other two and I'm like, okay, these are all right. But I just got so sick of all the, all of the marketing yeah. of, of everything yeah. that I just, I just stopped caring. That's like it's it's hard for me to be invested in something if all of the investment is hey buy this thing, and like that's that's kind of where and and I was also when when this came out I was I was primed and ready to be just a music snob asshole about like music and I'm like well I'm gonna let people enjoy stuff but I'm not gonna really engage in this and yeah. Um, Hey, speaking, uh, not to cut you off, but speaking of music, um, nobody's mentioned how great the uh, John Williams score was with the uh, all that choral oh, stuff yeah. when they're doing the. Uh, my, my wife the is, my wife has done. Yeah. Uh, my wife sings with the Master Choral of Tampa Bay, wow. and uh, she uh, has done. Um, she's done concerts where it's uh, uh, Star Trek and Star Wars, and 
as as a, a a Star Trek fan, the music in Star Wars is a, is 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 very good. But you know, so is Holtz the Planet, which is where ninety percent of John Williams' yeah, inspiration you know. comes from. They've done um, this where they, he pulls from everything. Yeah, but, but it's, I thought, it's, the it's with specifically the, the planets. It, yeah, it's good, but yeah. it's it's the planets. Well, it's, it works, and um, I mean, it, it works for what it is. Also, it's it's it was groundbreaking in '77 because nobody was yeah. doing symphonic soundtracks. It was all just you know keyboards and electronics. So the idea of bringing that back, we're going to make it sound like Robin Hood again, you know, or, or you know something that you know with actual uh, like an actual orchestra, you know that. And again, by the time you get to uh, Phantom Menace, it's everyone's doing it. You know, John Williams is, re, you know, sort of re revitalized the whole idea that you can do soundtracks with instruments again. Mm-hmm. Uh... My, favorite, my favorite character is uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Sebulba. I, I like Sebulba very much. Oh, nice. Okay. The, uh... such, a, such, a, such a cool character design. He walks on his um, legs. Yeah, he's way more threatening than uh, than Darth Maul in in the actual you know thing. He, he kind of is. Like, how do they keep having pod races if they all just keep dying? I mean, how many? I thought that too. Eventually, uh, you're going to run out of drivers. Eventually, you're just going to be champion because you're the last. one Also, standing. how like you've got you've got um you've got uh, uh you've got a Jedi with no money. You've got um uh. Of racer's mom, how do they get such a primo seat? They have their own private box that's elevated up into the air. Every like Warwick Davis couldn't even get a ticket to that. Warwick Davis has to sit next to Job of the Hutt. Uh, uh, Watto. That's right. Well, you it's know? because it's because they're in the race. They're in the race. Yeah, main, main character. Yeah, they're. I assume because they were in the race. Yeah. Family. Yeah, I would but, say but, I would I would say out of all the problems this movie has, that's not the one that was foremost in my mind. How did he get such a great scene? <laughs> Love it. I mean, look at the tablet. They got a tablet too, so that's kind of that's cool. right. yeah, yeah. But I just figured it was all because he's <laughs> he can make anything. Yeah, in- including camera. But then, like, like the expand. Like, there's that one woman who has like uh, she was a bounty hunter with. Like the like all white with orange hair and long fingers and all that stuff. There was a toy of her, and like she had this whole long backstory. And it's just like, oh, hey, she, maybe instead of that, she was from the books. Maybe, yeah, but it's just like you know, maybe in, instead of investing in that, maybe <laughs> streamline this whole like, hey, let's figure out what's going on. We with get the it, Steve. Uh, you're a big fan of Charlie Brown Christmas and the message behind it. Now, let's rank. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that message? <laughs> commercialism is bad. Let's uh, nice. let's uh, let's um, let's rank it. Let's rank it. You know what I'm saying, Jake? Mm-hmm. I give this a six. A six, just mm. like Casablanca, as good as Casablanca. There you go. Yeah, Anita. And he's coming in with a nine right now. <laughs> I'm going to give it a seven. Hey, not bad. Patrick? Uh, it's a six. Patrick, I was expecting a little bit more from you. Mm-mm. <laughs> Justine? I give it an eight. Better than Casa- Casablanca. Hell yeah, I would watch this over Casablanca any day. 
uh, Put John, that the loop. John Sandy. Uh, six is about right for this. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's higher than I thought you were going to come in. Honest to God. Yeah. yeah. It's higher I than liked I it better, but believe me. Yeah. Steve O. Uh, how many I'll, how many I'll, points I'll, does crash I'll, commercialism get? Crass commercialism is what I'm trying to say. That's a character, mm-hmm. crass commercialism. Darth yeah, Crass. With Ben Quadraneras. Uh I'll give him uh, I'll give this movie I'll give this movie a, a six. Wow, hey. I wasn't expecting that. Hey. A six it, again, it's not a terrible it's not a terrible movie. I'm just like, oh okay. A six, but not you're not going to watch movie. it again. It's just not a great Star Wars movie. There, hey, it's that's not a, the it, second coming. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'll say this: I give all Star Wars movies a six. Even Empire Strikes like, Back. Yeah, yeah. Damn, damn, really? I give Star Trek: The Motion Picture a four. You're and being I generous. Love Star wait, wait, Trek. Is that the You're one being... with the whales? No, 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 that's, no, that's no, 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 no. <laughs> The motion picture is just when you're high with your friends and you're like, Star Trek: The Motion happening? Picture is the one where they showed the outside of the ship for about twenty for minutes, seventeen yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. fucking god! Yeah, yeah. So and they're all spending a lot wearing, of money on that model. They're all wearing leisure suits. <laughs> yeah, they're all, wearing, they're all wearing the tight seventies leisure suits. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek One is photon torpedo. Away! Remember, they're going through the little. It's all like, da, 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 da. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you give Wrath of Khan, uh, Steve O'Dockerson? What do you give Wrath of Khan? Seven and a half. No, oh, that's a ten. That's a ten, buddy. That's a ten. It's it's mm-hmm. like the thing that I that that um, it's always the look of. Everything Star Wars is great. This the soul of everything Star Trek is astonishing. Listen, don't um, that, wow. is, Listen. that is that is that is that's that's my hard lot. Like like wow. I will take one episode like the episode where Data builds a daughter and like in terms of like just taking your heart out, just dropping it right there. Over like the entire extended uh, Star Wars universe. Your mistake was you. You, meant, you really opened up. A, you but, really opened up a can of worms. <laughs> but <laughs> from Mario, the best, the best like design that uh, Star Trek has is nothing compared to the worst designed alien in Star Wars. Thank you. Uh, never mentioned data in my presence. All right, let's. Uh, what did I give? Mario, he's the best Sherlock Holmes there ever was. I will kill uh, all of you. Now you now. <laughs> now Mario Mario's gonna go, I'll kill you. <laughs> I will kill all of you. I have uh, had just about enough of you. you. Uh I'm gonna give Phantom Menace. I'm gonna give it a ten. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna give it a six. Six. Are you writing all hey. these down, Justine? Yeah, but uh, you didn't hear me. You gave Wrath of Khan a nine. You didn't give it a ten. Damn! Don't, don't wow! Bring the res- don't what bring the, the receipts, Mario. 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 What happened? That's a Jedi mind trick that Justine just pulled on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All, all of a sudden, you're, all of a sudden you're really quick. At, good. <laughs> all of a sudden you're real quick at picking up those scores, huh, Justine? When we ask you, where was the where was the deep goddamn sigh that you? Were, uh, uh, Justine, what were our scores last week? Uh, I gotta look it up. Uh, 
I have last week's scores and the other. Uh, John, uh, John, what do you rate Armageddon? You gave it a two for the listeners. Uh, I yeah, I gave, I gave, I gave, I'm amazed I even gave it a two, but I give it a two. Yeah. I don't want to lose my man. I can't oh, I make it a one. <laughs> Oh, boy. I'll tell you, Mario, I was thinking of you because I thought, God, this is making Independence Day look good. And I didn't think that was possible. You know what would have been better? <laughs> what would have been better is when they're flying near the asteroid, you would. And you'd be like, oh, my God, it's happening. It would have been better if it was uh, Scott Joplin's The Entertainer. That's uh, uh, like The Entertainer. I was trying to be funny, but it kind of missed. I was talking to Mario. Let's see. Yeah, it's right. You'll be entertained. It's right. Actually, Maple Leaf Rag maybe would have been a funnier. I got the the piano right here, you guys. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear Maple Leaf Rag on there. I was doing the entertainer, but it's it's quiet. I can't hear it. A little bit. It, it's fine. Several toy pianos. Oh, look at that. It's a toy piano. Just like... Uh, oh, that's wow. Incredible. You collect them? Wow. I do. Yeah, do you have the little Schroeder? Yeah, the little Schroeder toy piano. It's Dennis Schroeder from the Lakers. Spells it the same. That's right. Go Lakers. I love that. Ding, 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 ding. What a great That's it. What a great show. This is a good show this week. Yeah. Phantom Menace really brought it out of everybody. I love that. I love that we were all. Yeah, we knew this was going to be a very, yeah, emotions were going to be running high. Steve-O sends me a text. He says, I'm free Wednesday. And I said, you hate Star Wars, and uh, that was my first thing I said. But I told him, to "Did you on. say you're still invited? You hate Star Wars." I said, still "Come invited. on in. We we welcome all opinions." That's what I said, because we do. Like a like like a good Jedi. So next week, State Farm is there. Like a good Jedi, State Farm is there. <laughs> uh, oh, next week, Blade, 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 Divots. Yep. Former Laker. Blade next week. Star Wars. Thumbs up. We'll, we'll be talking about Attack of the Clones very soon in about five years on, yep. in podcast time. All right. Boy, that duel of the faith is really stuck in your brain <laughs> like an earworm. Huh? It's in there. All right. So for Jake, for John, for Justine, for Patrick, for Anita, for John, and for our good buddy Steve O. Yeah, I have something to say. Steve O, where can we find you on uh, social media? We'll get to you in just a second, Justine. <laughs> No, I I can wait. You can wait. I I can wait. Justine, go. I was gonna end it because I saw it on the in the movie, and he goes, "Now that's some podcasting." Now that's pod racing. That's it. You want you want to do it again at the end? Nope. I'll do my thing. I'll do I'll do the closing, and then you go. Now that was pod racing. Or podcasting, all right? Casting, casting, yeah. Okay, okay I'll do it again later. All right, here we go. go uh, Steve-O, do you have anywhere you want to let us know where we can, the fans can find you? I am going to be at the Sterling Renaissance Festival in Oswego, New York. Uh, oh. In July through August. And then at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Festival from August to October. 
Um, you can go to hobthetroll.bandcamp.com. Bandcamp Friday is coming up. Buy his uh, albums. Yeah. To, uh, well, if this is Thursday, um, buy my albums tomorrow. And all it's of the proceeds. Uh, let me tell you, Steve-O uses all his money to buy Star Wars merchandise. So please help him out with that, uh, buy that Bandcamp stuff. He wants to save his money for that Naboo Star Cruiser answering machine that he never picked up. It's on Amazon still. I saw it. You sent me the link, Steve-O. I had I had one at my parents' house in the case because they were it was on clearance at, for a penny and I and I got it and I just don't talk to my parents anymore so it's going to be there forever. Oh no! Yeah, oh. uh, enjoy that, Ed and Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bummer. What a way to end the show! Thanks, Steve. Everyone's all oh wow. We're all bummed out. Yeah, we're all bummed out. I will say that. When I went to uh, Disney last week, I almost uh, took a picture of myself at the Millennium Falcon looking bored. But then I'm like, no, that'd be too mean. No, it's not mean. Like filing your nails or something? Or- That's not mean. Yeah. It's not mean at all. Uh, I am going to actually have a picture of all of, uh, of, of a bunch of school children burning uh, Hob the Troll's album. But uh, but oh, I thought make, you said well, wearing, t- talking uh, about burning burning school children like or younglings. No, no, no. But I'll, but I'll make sure. But I'll make sure everyone's everyone's favorite hero, Anakin, <laughs> decides to kill a bunch of kids, and then the deadbeat dad becomes a triple amputee burn uh, victim, <laughs> and everyone's favorite villain. That's right. Huh? Huzzah! Uh, but then we're gonna. But I'm gonna make sure the kids buy the album before they burn it, so you get. You get money. Not unlike, oh, there we go. Yeah, not yeah, unlike, yeah. not unlike Bud Light. I bought this case of beer. Paying just, for it, it's all that yeah, matters. Right? I bought this case of beer to protest you. Good job. It's like those Beetle bonfires. They said sales skyrocketed. People were buying them just to burn them. Yeah. Good <laughs> job. Good job, man. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, so for Jake, for John, for Patrick, for Justine, you. for Anita, for John, for Jake, for Justine, for Patrick, for Anita, for for Jake, and for our good guest Steve O'Donnell. We say. Fight the power. This transmission ends now. Now that's podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>